Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. Hey, hey, what's up, friends? Grant Bolden here. Delighted to have you here listening to the Speaker Lab podcast for another episode of our Coaches Corner series. Now, there are a lot of fun perks in our Speaker Lab programs, but our amazing coaches who guide our students through the ups and downs of building a speaking business are the heart of our mission. Every single day, our coaches dedicate their wealth of experience to helping our students gain the clarity and the confidence that they need to make an impact as a professional speaker. Today, our Director of Student Success, Mary Alice Goldsmith, is going to be taking over the show alongside one of our other incredible coaches. And together, they're going to guide you through time-tested strategies and tough topics with the practical advice and wisdom that only comes through decades of experience. So whatever stage of your speaking journey that you're in, I know that you're going to benefit from this conversation. So without further ado, I'm going to pass the mic to them. Enjoy. All right. So today I have Emily Arnold, our elite concierge. How you doing, girl? I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm excited. This is the first time you're on the podcast. So I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions before we get started so our audience can get to know you a little personal, personally, <laughs> a little personal. Is that a word? Is that a word? Um, sure. But yeah, so today we're, we're talking about a really important topic, especially for our new and potential students. Um, you know, we have this amazing, robust program. Mm -hmm. Uh, but there, there is a way to to go about the program properly to get the most out of it. And so today we're going to talk about that in depth. And that's that's one of the things of the uh, concierge that you specialize in, you know, really helping people to onboard uh, in the best, most efficient way possible so that they can um, be set up to win. And so uh, I think it's a great topic for us to talk about with you. But first, yes. I want to ask you some fun questions so we get to know who are you? I mean, these are just silly, fun questions, but okay. Favorite place, beach, mountains, lake, or somewhere else? I've kind of grown obsessed with lakes lately. I lived in LA for a year and I lived by this lake that I would run around and it became just like my sacred place. I would like journal there. I'd roller skate there. I'd listen to music there. I just would bring friends there. So lakes have really grown on me and they just feel really serene and nice. And there's always something new going on. Yeah, they're, they are very pretty. I agree. Um, okay. First thing you would do if you won a million dollars in the lottery. Well, I heard Michelle's podcast where she <laughs> said I would make sure no one knows that I won it. And I was like, number one, what a Michelle answer. Number two, genius, <laughs> because that wouldn't have been what I thought. I'd probably be like shouting it from the rooftops, like a silly person and draw a lot of danger to myself. <laughs> so I'm picking her answer for that. Um, but then what well, would you really do? <laughs> Yeah. What would I do after, after you counseled with Michelle, what yeah. would you do? I think, you know, it's not a very, it's not the most fun answer, but as someone who went to a private 
college and spent a lot of money. I, me and all my friends have so much school debt. So I would probably do a nice sweep of like, I'm going to take care of a handful of people's school loans for them, including my own. Um, just knock those out. Like it's no big deal. Cause I have lottery money now. There you um, go. Yeah, I definitely want to give a lot of it away to causes mm-hmm. that I care about and, you know, maybe do like a fun Disney World trip for my nephews. <laughs> oh, that's cute. I love that. Uh, what's your favorite meal? Um, ever? Out yeah, of like, all the meals? Well, like if you had, all right, if you, let's do it this way. If you had to choose, would it be breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Dinner. Oh, okay. I love dinner. I forget about breakfast. Um, Oops. I know that's not great. Um, (laughs) But no, okay. First that comes to mind, like my birthday meal is sushi. I've had sushi for my birthday for like 12 years now, probably. And I usually want a salmon lemon roll, a little bit of citrus, you know, a little bit of spice. Um, I love sushi so much. Uh, So probably sushi, honestly, or a Greek salad, like a stellar Greek salad. I love little calamata olives. Totally. Give me that Mediterranean. <laughs> give me all the Mediterranean flavors. Like I want olives and savory, crunchy, pepperoncinis, the whole thing. Wow. All right. Yeah, um, vinegar. Vinegar. What is something you would love to change in this world? I think the world's perfect. I think we're good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> would I change anything? I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. I think, um, gosh, the first thing that comes to mind is just, I, I just wish we, I wish there wasn't like a mental health crisis. Mm. So I think I would change either. It feels weird to say I'd, you know, eradicate mental health issues because I don't know what that would do. Like, I don't know what humanity would look like without, you know, that some of those struggles. Um, But yeah, I think I would, I would love to get rid of those or at least get everyone access to mental health care. um, Because I think that would change a lot about everything else. Um, And maybe like, less power struggle. I would eliminate um, that dynamic that we see that causes some of the problems where people want to have power over people. Mm. Um, I just think that's a big root issue. Mm. So eliminating power over cultivating power within and, you know, internal peace and stuff like that. <laughs> and sushi. And maybe let's, and maybe let's get rid of cancer and uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> and we'll go on all day. <laughs> I miss America. I'm, I, I'm <laughs> like, I'm doing a pageant. World peace. Love it. World peace, please. Um, awesome. Okay. Just a little snippet, nothing crazy. Just wanted to get to know you a little bit more since it's your first time on the coach's corner podcast. Uh, okay. So let's talk about starting strong, right? You just invest in the program. Um, you've invested in yourself, you've made the commitment to finally start this business. How does somebody start the program strong? What are some of some key tips and tricks? Yeah. Um, should we go super practical or should we go mindset vibes? Go with your gut. Okay. Well, I think first let's start with mindset because I think we all sign up for things. (laughs) Um, and sometimes don't have our head in the right place. And I think getting your, yeah, getting your head and your heart in the right place, if you're going to take on an investment like this is really, really important. And it's work that only you can do, right? Like we can't do that for anybody. It's internal work and it's private work that people have to do if they're going to go after a dream. Um, Even from like a really, you know, chill free course or something to like this big investment. Mm -hmm. um, I just think it's always good to kind of calibrate 
and set your intentions. And I don't even just setting like, this is my start date. And from here on out, I'm going to establish commitment, going to establish a system around this. I just think that's really important. And I think sometimes I see that that is where people falter. They've Mm -hmm. maybe entered into it out of this, you know, really passionate, excited, curious place, but life is kind of crazy. And so instead of taking the time to even just take 10 minutes before your orientation or something and say, I'm here, I'm like in a new chapter, I'm doing this, I'm going to jot down some of my vision and my why, and really like, you know, create a clearing to really go after this. I think that kind of work can go such a long way. And it's something a lot of us forget to do really with anything, but I think our students would benefit to all do something like that before they jump in. Yeah. I I could not agree more. I think setting an intention is so critical. In fact, when, when I do the group coaching and even my one-on-one coaching, it's the first thing I ask, like, what is your intention? What do you want to make sure that you walk away with um, from this call or in the group calls? What's your intention and what are you willing to give? And what are you willing to, what do you, what do you want to take? Um, I think that's so, so important because it it kind of like drowns out the noise, if you will, of yeah. what a shoulda or look what they're doing, look what they're doing. And it really puts you back in your lane. And just if you just stay focused on your intention, it really does clean up the mindset um, and, and keeps you focused. So I love that. Yeah. And I think of it as um, I think what really helped me was doing kind of like visualization exercises like um, I spent last year kind of going after things I'd never gone after and just growing a lot, you know, intentionally, I read that book atomic habits at the beginning of the year last year, and it just shifted so much for me. Um, And so I think envisioning yourself as a speaker on a stage that you dream of being on or envisioning the impact you're going to have, like really getting a clear mental picture of that and having that just feel like such a reality that there's nothing to do, but chase that and live into that reality and make sure you can create that. So yeah, I just think, yeah, I would say doing a little bit of mindset work is a great place to start. And then obviously there's a handful of practical things that would be wonderful as well. Yeah. So right in the beginning of the program, what are like two or three practical tips that the students who who do these tips, like take advice and do these tips uh, have the most success? What would those be? I always talk about setting time aside at the very beginning to get all your ducks in a row. Mm -hmm. So getting really clear on all the calls that are offered and where the links are and things like that. I think if you don't start strong, it just can feel like scrambled eggs, you know? And so it's like, just start strong. I always tell people after orientation, you know, if you have time today, set aside 30 minutes to do this introductory checklist that we've created for you in multiple spots. Um, Make sure these calls are saved to your calendar. Make sure you've put things on your calendar. Make sure you have the link to access the dashboard. Like just set that all up so that you're good. Like everything's on. It's kind of like setting up a table for dinner. You don't want to just be like scrambling and like hustle to the table and be sweating and be like, I don't even know where the forks are. So I think it's like, no, let's have a nice clean table. Mm-hmm. Lay it all out before yourself so you can kind of settle into it and know exactly where everything is and know you've set yourself up for success. Because if you can situate all of that, you're not going to start losing things. You're not going to start feeling like you're isolated and in the dark because you'll know exactly how to plug into the community and how to find the coaches and how to email us and how to stay connected. Um, and I think that's a huge piece of thriving in the course is staying connected to all the support we offer. 
Yeah, no, I love that. And and I think um, uh, even our coach, Michelle, can speak about this, like downloading the roadmap and just having that somewhere accessible where you can kind of check yourself throughout the course of the program. Um, but like you say, you come off of orientation, you take 30 minutes and you just organize time, links, calendar, and the roadmap. It, it's really hard to fail when you do it that way. So excellent advice for practical tips. Um, Okay. So uh, another thing that we have here when you start the program, and and we do admit it, and we say this in orientation, we're going to throw a lot at you, but we're also going to give you the resources to keep it organized. Um, But another thing that we throw at our, our wonderful students in a very good way is our community. Talk about the importance of the community and tips and tricks on how to engage and get the most out and give the most, right? It's a give and take type of atmosphere. Totally. Yeah. I think for any of us, if we think about seasons of life or chapters that have had the most impact, it's probably connected to people. Um, Sometimes it's, you know, sacred time of isolation or something, but a lot of times it's connected to people. Maybe you, um, you know, we're on a sports team and that had a huge impact or you go to church or something like that. Typically our best experiences and the times where we go the furthest is when we go with other people. And so I think it's so amazing that we offer this online community where you can meet people, even if you're in an online course, even if you're in Florida, you can meet someone in California. Thousands of speakers. Yeah. Yeah. And there's thousands of people with the same gusto and the same passion and the same um, willingness to make an investment in this goal and in themselves and ultimately in a message they care about. Like there's this beautiful thread between all of the speakers that come to us, which is typically a desire to help people ultimately. And so what a community to be a part of. And I think, you know, leaning into all the people there is just a really wonderful thing to get to do. Um, And so, yeah, there's practical ways to do that. We have students that start strong and from the day they enroll, I see their name in circle almost every day. And honestly, I want to ask them, like, what did you do to set this rhythm up? Because there's people where I'm like, I see their name every single day, they're liking, they're commenting, they're making such an investment. And, uh, you know, as someone on our team, it just makes me have such immense respect for the way that they are giving, and the way that they're making people feel seen. Um, And I just think that's a wonderful way to show up in the world. Um, But yeah, and then really, the more people do that, the more the community will be cultivated and enriched and deepened. And the more people will be providing such value to each other. So I'm excited to see, you know, how it continues to grow because, you know, from helping people with tech recommendations and what microphone to use to how to dress on stage to how to do SEO, like we have this vast community of people with a ton of skill sets. So if you can lean into that, you've now just tapped into a community of 2000 people with a ton of skill and a heart to help people. So, yeah, yeah, I, I think it's um it's important too. Like uh, for those who have read the book Think and Grow Rich, it's one of the things that he advises, and that was forever years ago, right? It's like you know to surround yourself with like minded people so that you can you know be where you are at, but then also aspire to be, you know, five steps, 10 steps, 25 steps. And I think the community really offers that, you know, the ability to to see yourself in someone else, but then also see your future self in that other person who just shared that they, you know, finished their TEDx talk or, you know, just hit their six figures in their speaking business. And I think that's so powerful 
um, for, for inspiration and motivation to keep going because this isn't always easy. You know, it's not easy to be an entrepreneur. Um, it's not easy to build a speaking business. And so to be in a community of people that are like-minded, but then also get you excited to, to push yourself to that next level. I think it's, it's just so powerful. So I, I agree. And I think it's a cool space too. anything that gives us, gives us the ability to ultimately reflect on how far we've come, I think is really cool. Um, you know, I even use my own social media that way. I'll look back on a year and be like, what was I posting about? Oh, that's <laughs> so interesting how much I've grown or changed. And I think circle allows you to do that. You can kind of mark the moment you enter the community and say, you know, maybe it was May, 2023. And then in six months or in a year when you're still in that community because of our lifetime access, you can say, oh my gosh, I remember a year ago, I was so scared. I was nervous. I was just starting. I didn't know anyone. Now I've met 20 people. I've booked all these gigs. Look how far my business has come in just a year. So I think being able to give back even once you've been in it for a year or two seems really rewarding and just a good way to see how far you've come since you started the journey. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, so it, it's interesting, like each each of the coaches love different aspects. I know like you and Katie as uh, the lead concierge and the concierge also love different aspects of the modules. Um, but one of the things that you thought would be really important to talk about in terms of best practices and really setting yourself up to win in our program is module three. Why do you feel like that's so such an important module for our students? Well. So I've just sort of always had a bend towards visuals and I've always been interested in aesthetics and in beauty. And yeah, so since I was like in high school, honestly, I just valued layout and design and clarity of visuals. Um, I think it's a really amazing way we can share information and an amazing way that we can share who we are, you know, by expressing ourselves through visuals. And so I think module three is all about that. It's how to show up in a website and in a demo video in a way that accentuates your best qualities and displays to the world who you are. Um, and sometimes it's the only place people are going to see that, right? If they haven't met you in person, how you show up on the internet. And, you know, <laughs> that's a pretty big thing in our world these days. And so I think it's um, something that intimidates a lot of people. But I, I think if you break it down, it's it's really not that challenging. And it's a art you learn one step at a time, you know, from colors to fonts to video quality to photos to copy on your website. All of that is just, they're just different puzzle or different pieces of the puzzle. And you can just take them one step at a time. But each of those pieces can elevate your brand and the way you appear to the world in such a huge way that I just think it's something you don't want to miss um, learning and excelling in, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that to makes total sense. You, you know, you touched on something because in module three, what's what sometimes comes up is people will say, well, I hate the way that turned out. And if we translate that, it really is, I hate the way I look or sound in that video. And so that's one of the things that we coach people through. Um, it's not always easy to see images of yourself on a website that's going out into the World Wide Web. It's not always easy to see yourself on a video speaking and um, on stage speaking. It, you love doing it, but it's not necessarily something you want to see yourself doing, which is interesting. So that's something that we, we always um, talk about. But it is really important for the brand that you, you kind of have to get over that to put it out there. Yeah. So, um, you know, 
we we tend to be a little hard on our students about the images that they choose and the clips of their videos that they choose. Um, and and this is why, right? Because like you said, it's it's going out into the World Wide Web. It might be the first time people uh, encounter you. And so what are some like tips and tricks around that that you drive home to our students? Yeah. Well, first, as you were talking, I was just thinking how doing this repeatedly, like filming yourself repeatedly or seeing yourself in photos often, it's some of it's like our least favorite thing to do at times. But the more you do it, the more you kind of get desensitized in a good way. Um, and I so I think just practicing being on camera and stuff like that is a great starting place. Like for mm -hmm. me, um, the way I show up on social media, um, a big part of the way I show up is because I'm branding myself and my business. And a lot of people early on would be like, it's amazing how you post your story all the time. You're, you seem so comfortable. And I'm like, well, it's not that it comes naturally. I just did it. And then I did it again. And then I did it again. And now I don't even think about it. I just try to think about the fact that I'm just talking to a person. I pull my phone camera out and just try to act like I'm speaking to a friend. And now it's second nature. Um, you know, and the same thing with photos, you know, we live in a world where people are taking photos all the time. So I think just looking through your camera roll and getting used to seeing yourself can really help and not taking it so seriously. And yeah, kind of remembering too how fast the whole world is looking at media can be helpful. Mm. Like no one is spending as much time ruminating over you as you are. Right. Like, oh, your eye color today is yeah. gorgeous, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but that being said, because it's this quick impression, you do want to put a lot of intention behind it. And so, I mean, I'm super big on high resolution images. Mm. Um, that's obviously a very technical term. And you can honestly Google all of these things to figure out what that means. But um, having really pixely, low quality photos on a website, when they're your main aspect of the website, it, it can just destroy your credibility. Um, and in a way that we don't want to see people do because we believe in you and you're the speaker who has an amazing message. You don't want the photos you provide to like kick you down a notch. You know what I All mean? Right. You want them to elevate you and match the level of um, excellence you're going to bring. So I think there's lots of um, ways to ease in. It's not like you have to book a headshot photographer immediately. There's ways to even just change the settings on your iPhone to make sure that you have a big enough file for a website. So, um, so to the students in our program, um, or students who might eventually be in the program, lean into us because we, we know those things. It might be a learning curve for you, but we are happy to help you make sense of pixels and <laughs> resolution and things like that. There's experts on our team that can help you with that. So it's yeah. less intimidating. For sure. Yeah. I mean, when we were going through the height of COVID, um, the amount of staged the demo videos and those images that were literally from a Samsung or an iPhone, like, and our students did it, they crushed it. You know, some of those videos came out incredible and they were all staged. So I think that's one of the specialties that we have here, especially in module three, so many different workarounds and things that people just never even thought of you know, things that people thought that was going to cost them hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to do. We, we can do most of it for, you know, almost nothing. If, if yeah. not, nothing, you know, you have to and have I think people got to remember too, like you have YouTube. <laughs> so I think even just editing a photo a certain way can make it look so much nicer. And some of you listening would maybe say, I have no idea where to begin. You can literally YouTube a, a video that says editing photos on your iPhone, like mm -hmm. quick, easy steps. 
and learn that in five minutes. And now you yep. have a new skill and it's going to do a lot for your brand. So I think sometimes we kind of have all or nothing thinking around things and we just are like, well, photo and video, I'm too intimidated. I can't even think about it. But again, with everything, just step by step, lesson by lesson, new bit of knowledge by new bit of knowledge. And eventually you'll now not be as intimidated by visuals and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it does really matter. It, it, it matters for like you were saying, credibility for sure. Um, yeah. So you, you mentioned social media and how natural it's become for you because of just <laughs> practice. So good for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not to do my own horn. <laughs> um, but having a social media presence, you know, there are some speakers who have chosen not to have a social media presence. And there are some industries that can actually get away with that. So we'll put that out there first. But for the most part, um, I would say the majority of our speakers are very active on LinkedIn. And then you have your Instagrams, your Facebooks and TikToks and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, So let's, you know, when talking about using social media uh, for your business, what's like one of the number one things or the goals of social media? I mean, it's in the name. Yeah, totally. Yeah, to socialize and put media out there. Um, No, I mean, the way I've always seen it in running my own business is it's free marketing, ultimately. Obviously, they've changed the algorithms to want you to spend money. But ultimately, you still have this tool to market yourself for free. Marketing used to cost a ton of money. And now you can get in front of people um, just by making some content. And so to me, in my business for the last 10 years, it just always seemed like a no-brainer to do it a little bit. But I will say that's because the people I'm marketing to are on social media. So I would say the second piece is just knowing your audience and not wasting time where you shouldn't, right? If you have nobody that's in your audience or who would book you on Instagram, you don't need to build this whole Instagram brand. That's not really targeted. It's not intentional. And it could be wasted energy. Maybe LinkedIn is the platform or maybe TikTok is the platform. Um, you know, For a long time, there was a lot of um, people using Facebook for ads and for marketing. And then in my business, I was like, that's not really where I'm getting traction. I'm getting it on Instagram. And I just stopped using Facebook entirely and my business didn't suffer. And so I think you just have to know... Um, and you can research this on the internet. you know. Um, and also... I think sometimes we forget that we can we can learn about social media based on just evaluating ourselves and how we use it. So, you know, in my photography business, if I want to book people that I would resonate with that are like me, then I just think, okay, how am I using social media? Mm-hmm. That's probably how they're using social media. So then I can kind of speak to that. Um, you know, so if you have if you're older, let's say I'm a little bit older, but your audience is gonna be teenagers. There might be a learning curve of figuring that out, but you might be someone that's around teenagers all the time and you know intuitively how they use social media. So you would know how you need to maybe show up on there to connect with them. So I do think there, you know, is a bit of research to do if you're going to be really intentional and use your time wisely when it comes to social media. Um, But I do think you can get really targeted and strategic and smart about using it and not having it become a distraction. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think critical things there is like, hang out where your people are, right? Yeah. If you're in corporate industry, TikTok's probably not your place, right? You should be on LinkedIn, you know. Um to your point, if you're catering to teenagers, you should be on TikTok, right? So, right. It's like number 1, where are your people at? And that's where you should be. And then also yeah. curating content. I think one of the biggest mistakes people make 
is they're like, oh, I'm posting multiple times a day, every day, all this creative content. And by week three, you are exhausted because it takes a lot of work to curate content. And so um, really coming up with a stellar content management system is really important. And you could take one piece of content and you can make that last all week long by being really creative. I think that's a huge mistake people make. They feel like every day they got to come out with something new, something amazing. And they, their stories have to be different than their newsfeed and their newsfeed has to be different than their highlight. And, you know, so it's, it's really important to get creative so that you can conserve energy for other aspects of your business. Um, Totally agree. I'm big on just posting your post to your story all the time. (laughs) Um, You know, as someone who shares photos on the internet, um, I, well, sometimes not post for a while and I'll be like, Oh, I guess I could just post one of my old posts to my story. And now there's something on my story. Didn't have to get camera ready. Didn't have to take a new picture. Didn't have to post a new thing. I just posted the post to my story to have my story stay in the algorithm and before people's eyes. So it really can be quite simple. Um, so I totally agree with what you're saying. I think sometimes, again, this is kind of a theme, but I think we make it harder than it needs to be mm-hmm. um, because we get idealistic. But again, people aren't paying as much attention to it. So they're not going to notice that you posted that photo last week. They're just going to see your stuff again. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that's kind of an awesome, I don't know, like advantage is that there's so much content that people aren't really remembering all the details of what other people posted. They're just taking what comes to them. And so you want to basically keep creating content that's going to come to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that can look like reusing stuff, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think too, like um, it's also important, you know, in terms of like, best practices of working our program, it's important to let people know, like today I established my expert positioning statement. I worked my butt off to come up with what I'm an expert in, who I serve, why I serve them. That could be a whole story. When people loop in and find out, oh my gosh, they're they're actually going through a speaking course to become a better speaker and build this better speaking business. They're going to tune into that. And I think we often forget the personal aspect of social Mm -hmm. quote unquote media, right? It's to Mm -hmm. make connections. And so people really do want to know behind the curtain what's going on. And so when you're like, oh my gosh, I wrote my third keynote today. I'm so excited. Or I decided on my final title of my workshop today, super excited. Like you want to start seeding that very early. And so the speaker lab, as you're going through the speaker lab, it's so important to talk about it. It's so important to talk about it. Um, and if you share it with the speaker lab, we'll share it on our stories. <laughs> free marketing again. <laughs> there you go. More free marketing. But uh, seriously, like smart people totally forget to do that. Like hand yeah. over fist, one of the number one things they forget to do is to let people in their industry know what they're doing. And if you're up leveling yourself to become a better speaker so that you could serve this industry, you got to tell them about it, you know, so Mm -hmm. important. Yeah. And I think people are afraid sometimes to show people that they're learning, but I think we all admire people that are learning and growing. And I used to hear this phrase that um, someone I was mentored by would just say leaders are learners. So it's actually a really admirable quality. And people, you're totally right. People want to see behind the curtain. They want to follow people they can aspire to be like, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we follow people that inspire us and who we respect or they have something we want. And maybe what you have is just a willingness to go after your dream. And someone's going to enjoy watching you be a human doing that. 
You don't Mm -hmm. have to be, you know, this like perfect version of that. They want to see you taking the next step because it shows them how they could get there. Um, and they're learning from you. And so I think don't be afraid to learn out loud is kind of the phrase I use. Um, that's actually a lot of what I would do on my story. I'm just like, I'm learning out loud. I learned a new thing today in my industry. Thought I'd share it with people because I'm glad I learned it. Thought you might want to learn it too, you know? So being generous too, I think on the internet is a, can go a long way being generous yeah. with the information you're learning and um, showing that you are not gatekeeping something yeah, will be a thing that creates community. I agree. I agree. Um, well, that leads us to our last question. So beautiful. Look at that. How about that? Uh, the importance of personal growth as an entrepreneur. And I think we mm. talk about this all the time as we're coaching um, our students through all of our modules, you know, um, there it's interesting because our students come in, they're super excited. They get to work and they hit, they hit these small little roadblocks along the way. Um, and it's because imposter syndrome or ego or whatever you want to call it. Um, and so every time we're trying to level up and get to this next level, there's going to be something that kind of taps us on the shoulder. Like, um, what are you doing? Should you be going there? I don't know if you're ready for that. right? And so um, personal growth is really important. And I think that's one of the things I love about our program is we're not just teaching you a tactical new skill. We're actually supporting you through that process of growth. And that is so critically important as entrepreneurs to be surrounded by people who support you. Um, so amen. Yeah. Preach, right? Yeah. You're crushing it. I'm <laughs> laughing a little bit just because I'm thinking that it's, it's funny because I think there's certain personalities that they want to avoid that kind of work. And that to me is immediately, I don't want to call it a red flag, but I don't have another word for it. But it's like that resistance to doing the internal work mm-hmm. is typically what's going to get people stuck. I think I think a lot of people want to compartmentalize these things. Like, well, I'm me and this is my internal world and it's kind of chaotic and whatever, but I'm going to show up like this as a business owner and as a speaker. And I really think if you're, if there's incongruence, is that a word? Yeah. <laughs> um, sure. That's going to eventually show and make itself evident. And even in like the way you treat people backstage at an event or something like that stuff is going to seep through. And so I think sometimes we, um, yeah, we're kidding ourselves if we think that stuff's not going to seep into our business and into the way we show up in, you know, the gigs we book and the way we show up on the internet or branding, or just even when you're working with people on your website or something like you just want to be doing personal work to make sure you're someone that is, you know, kind and grateful and thoughtful and believes in themselves and believes in others. Like these are all things that are going to take you far in your business as well. People want to work with people that they want to work with, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just think it's interesting because I think people sometimes want to come in and just sort of have this, um, I guess like unemotional or just sort of this like black and white, like just give me the things. Just I'll just learn it. It's okay. I just kind of want this like tangible um, lessons or tangible value or something. But mm-hmm. I really think there's sort of this behind the scenes, sometimes unquantifiable value to being in a community and in a program like ours, where it's like you're growing with people, you're getting coached by people that are going to challenge you in internal ways and in mindset ways and things that you maybe can't pinpoint on a worksheet, but that are going to change everything for you and your business. Mm -hmm. So, you know, coming into the program and being open to that kind of personal work 
I just think goes a long way. It has for me in my business, you know, the more therapy I do, the more um, mental health care I've gotten, the more I've figured out what my (laughs) disorders are and things like that. That's all new information. I'm serious. Yeah. Like I'm big on like no stigma there because, you know, I'm an ADHD person and an ADHD entrepreneur is a very tricky identity. But now that I know that I've found a community of people who are entrepreneurs with ADHD and I'm learning about it and I'm growing and I'm, it's been amazing. And if I hadn't been doing that personal work on the back end, I would have never known that about myself. And then my business would still be suffering in the ways that Emily untreated, yeah. <laughs> having a hard time managing so many things. So yeah, a little bit of a personal touch there, but I just think we, it goes a long way to get your mental health in order, get your personal growth in order and do some internal mindset work and things like that. Yeah. I think, uh, one thing I've always committed to is in the evening before bed, I always read, but it's always fictional. So I don't have to like have a mental capacity for it. I could just get lost in this fiction. And always in the morning, I read some level of personal growth. And mm. just just having that in the morning to kick off my day really helps me learn from people who are way ahead of me than I am right now. Um, and just keeping things in perspective. And I think that's so important. You know, you started this podcast by saying, you know, we, we can't change your mindset. We can only teach you how. And so, um, changing your mindset and, and, uh, implementing the tools that we teach is really important. The same goes with personal growth. We can't force you to personally grow. We can't, we can't do that. But we can invite you in coaching sessions to be available for coaching around that, um, to be available for guidance around that. Um, and so as a coach, when we see something, we will call it out and we will invite you to a solution. Uh, but again, we can't force you, right? We could bring the, the horse to the water. We can't force the horse to drink. Um, mm-hmm. Our students are horses, but you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but we we can't force it. But we are we are here to guide you there. And I think that's one of the biggest powers of our, our programs is it's not just uh, modules one through five. It's everything in between um, the human, the goals, the the desires, the inspiration, we address Mm -hmm. all of that. And so I think, um, you know, personal growth is really important as an entrepreneur ongoing. I agree. And I, I, you know, as someone who works with all of you, I see that you do all genuinely care about people. And so I think it's, it's so wonderful to work for a team of people that, you know, when I'm getting students on orientation, I know with confidence, I'm sending you off to the coaching team who genuinely cares about you. And they aren't just giving you feedback to just like, you know, we just like to coach people and we don't, I don't know, do this better and blah, blah, blah. like, that's not the spirit of it at all. It's, We're genuinely invested in you being a successful speaker. We genuinely want to help you get to the next chapter of this business. We want to help you help others. Like there's such a, I don't know, the TSL heartbeat just feels very palpable to me and clear. And so I guess I, yeah, I just want the listeners to know it comes from a really genuine place. This is like a team of coaches that really value people. Um, and so you can kind of trust their coaching. It's not, it's not a power trip. It's not an ego thing. It's a genuine care for humanity and for people. So I think it's awesome that that's the kind of care we're extending as a coaching team, um, Mm -hmm. who also are going to help you crush it (laughs) and really, you know, succeed in really practical ways, but Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah. caring about you along the way. I love that. The TSL heartbeat. 
um, when I was a cheerleader back in the day, there was a, hey. there was a team we used to cheer against sacred heart. And they used to say, listen to the heartbeat, sacred heart, heartbeat. <laughs> that could be our new cheer. Listen to the heart. You got to come up one. The TSL heartbeat. No, wow. I really we'll do love that. Monday, I think that's awesome. We'll start Monday meetings with that. I'm How sure about that? love that. <laughs> How about that? I'm going to teach BP that for our Monday meetings. They'll be like, what is going on? <laughs> but it's true. And I love that. I think it's adorable. Um, well, you're awesome. Really, you know, I know you're on the front lines welcoming people every single day into um, our community here at the Speaker Lab. And um, I really love how you set them up to win and to get focused. And and uh, it's because of you and and uh, Katie and the work that you're doing that our, our students come on ready and prepared and excited. And, and so um, really appreciate all that you do. And thanks so much for this wonderful conversation. Yeah, thank you for having me. Listeners, I hope I get to meet you soon. Yes, yes. Uh, if you're not a member of the Speaker Lab, head, head over to thespeakerlab.com and book that strategy call. Can't wait to work with hey. you. All right, everybody. Have an awesome day. Here at the Speaker Lab, we pride ourselves on the amazing caliber and diversity of our coaching team. In addition to decades of experience and building a speaking business, each of our coaches has a unique specialty ranging from self-discovery to executive leadership, to spirituality, to marketing, to writing, and more. And so whatever path you want to forge as a speaker, you can find someone with the experience and wisdom to guide you on our coaching team. If you've ever thought about working with our incredible team, it is a great time to take the next step. So I want you to head to the speaker speakerlab.com slash corner. Again, that is the speakerlab.com slash corner to learn more. Also, if you enjoyed today's podcast, our podcast is full of similar coaches, corners, episodes, interviews with incredible professional speakers, and so much more. So I want you to check it out over at the speakerlab.com slash podcast. Finally, got a huge favor to ask of you. I want you to leave us a rating or review for this show. We read every single one of them, helps other speakers find valuable free resources that they can also use to build their speaking careers. And thanks as always for listening, and we'll see you next time.